You're on air with Jamie, the show for female entrepreneurs ready to scale their business to seven figures and beyond. Today's episode is brought to you by The Shift, my one-on-one intensive session where we will completely shift the trajectory of your business in just seven days. Let's kick off this episode with what's hot and what's not in the industry this week. So I'm always going to start with what's hot because I really want to kick these off on a high note. And this week, I really feel like what is hot for me is seeing innovation within offers. Something that I have been doing as part of my most recent bout of market research is really investigating and listening into stories of women who have already successfully scaled their businesses to seven, multiple seven, and even eight figures. And something like a very common trend that I am seeing through this research is that from a strategic point of view, from an actual putting offers out there point of view, something these women all do is innovate. They are, they're not just doing things the way that they've always done it and they're not doing things the way that they've always seen done in the industry. They are taking what is known and they're shaking it up and putting something completely different out there. They're looking for new ways to monetize things within their business and they're really changing the game. And what happens is we see these trends or other people see these trends, they see these people doing things and they start to jump on board And they're basically setting trends for how we can create offers within our business. So I am so here for innovating and doing things differently. That is definitely part of my skill set and my superpowers is to see the way that things can be different and see a different way of doing things. And so I'll definitely be embodying this so much more in my business going forward. And I really invite you to do the same, like look over your current offer suite and really ask yourself, like, how can I shake this up? How can I do things differently to what everyone else is doing? Not for the point of, you know, just making things different to make things different. It's to make things different, to give a completely different client experience and be so much more memorable. What is not hot in the industry for me this week and for all weeks is the overuse of trending vocabulary that is used to the point of nobody has any fucking idea what you are actually saying. There are so many, I'm calling them trending words because they're not words that have been used frequently in the industry in the past. And like, again, we're all here for innovation and doing things differently. And I'm not tearing you down for, you know, using words to shake things up. But when you are using words that really are being used out of context or people just generally do not know what you are saying because it all just sounds like words jumbled together and spewed out on the internet, you are not making the impact that you think you are making. Now, what I actually think is like behind this trend of using trending words is that The words are being used because they give more of an authoritative feel. They are words that make you sound like you know what you're talking about because it's literally just a whole jumble of fancy words all strung together. 
If you really listen, though, a lot of it just doesn't make sense. It's just a whole heap of words with no real end goal. So if you have found yourself jumping on board using some of these words, like maybe I should give you some examples. So some examples that I have seen, the biggest one, and I recorded a whole episode on this is congruency. And I'm seeing this still popping up everywhere about being congruent. And I I really think it is, it's being used so much out of context that the meaning is completely lost. And therefore, as soon as you use this word, the actual impact of your message, which could be so fucking powerful, is completely lost on your audience. I know that people are not stupid. And certainly when you get to your level of business, like you're not dumb, you know, you, you know, the core concepts, you know, the basic understanding of like the mindset and the strategy and everything of business. But what I really think is that we've missed, you know, once upon a time, it used to be speak as if you're speaking to a a child, you know, someone who really has no understanding of your work so that you can make sure your message lands with someone who may not have all of that background knowledge. And I really think that we need to go back to this a little bit, stop using the fancy terms and go back to fucking basics. Keep it simple and allow our messages to really stand in their power without the fancy vocabulary. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different to what I have done in the past. And I want to tell you more about me and my story and my journey, not just, you know, this isn't just my business story. This is actually like my journey into my mastery of the superconscious and everything that I speak about online, because I really think it's important. I've been hiding from my past for so long online and like really trying to draw this very strict line in the sand between what my life used to be like and what my life is like now. But what I'm seeing is actually the power in sharing that whole journey, because I do think that my past is important for you to know about. And so let's go back, back to the backity back of the beginning of Jamie, the pharmacist. So if you didn't know, I am a pharmacist. I am a registered pharmacist. I studied at university to get what in Australia is called a Bachelor of Pharmacy. And I do recognize that in different countries, it is different things. Some countries you might be known as it used to be a chemist, but now we very much run with the phrase pharmacist. Basically, we have been referred to as legalized drug dealers. So yes, I worked in a pharmacy dispensing scripts and medications for people. And if I'm honest, one of the things that really stood out for me, even as a student working in pharmacy, was how many antidepressants we would dispense on any one given day. Like the number of antidepressants was, we actually dispense more of those in a day quite often than like heart medications or diabetes medications or any of these other chronic conditions that are so well known about. Now, when I first started in pharmacy, like the whole mental health talk, because now I'm sharing like a little bit of my age and how long I've been in the industry, I have been in the pharmaceutical industry for more than half my life. 
I actually think 16 or 17 years that is starting as a junior in the front shop and basically working all the way through to being the manager of the pharmacy. Anyway, I I've always noticed that we dispense so many medications for mental health and yet it wasn't a common thing back then. Like the amount of support and like conversations that happen now around mental health are so much more than what they used to be. And I'm so proud of our society developing this like really open stance on mental health. But it always, it always really intrigued me because I could never work out like what was it about someone's life that led them to desiring or needing to be on medication to help control their mood? And why was it that, you know, there were some people who just seemed to be depressed and down and filled with anxiety and others were not, right? And it wasn't always related to their circumstances. This is something that, again, really intrigued me and blew my brain. You know, we would have people who had nothing and came from nothing and had to work so hard. And yet they were some of the happiest people that I have come across. And yet there are other people that have had absolutely everything that they desired. And I'm not saying that they didn't work hard for that, but it was this total different energy around it. It was like, I think it's a Selena Gomez quote where she says, I had absolutely everything and I was completely broken inside. And that is absolutely a trend that I have seen in our society. And I've also experienced myself. And so there was always this real underlying interest in mental health and mindset. So obviously I went on to study pharmacy. That was a real struggle for me. And I actually want to speak to that in a whole other episode because my journey to get to where I got to um, was really fucking hard. Like I repeated subjects at uni. I failed my university degree more than once and not my, not obviously my whole degree, but I did have to repeat subjects and that required adding years onto my degree and all of these things that I've never actually openly spoken about in public. And I guess that's out of a little bit of shame and embarrassment. But I also recognize that some, like a lot of the times, those really hard times played out in a way that actually was best for me at the end, but obviously I could only see that looking backwards. So I'll record a whole other episode on that because there's so much that I really want to dive into around that topic. Stagnancy is the biggest killer of ambition. And lady, you did not come this far to only come this far. On the outside, you're totally killing it. I see you. You've scaled your business to a point where you are so comfortable comfortable with the level of success you've achieved, comfortable with the level of income you create, comfortable with your offers, comfortable with the way your business operates. The truth is though, you're sitting so uncomfortably in your comfort zone and it's doing both you, your clients and your community an incredible disservice. And honestly, I'm so done seeing women just like you unknowingly playing into this narrative. So I created The Shift, a seven-day one-on-one intensive to completely shift the trajectory of your business. Together, we will shift your identity, reconnect to your big vision, and reprogram the resistance you feel keeping you from action so that you can make moves as your seven-figure self. Use the code ONAIR 
for $200 off your session. You'll find the link in the show notes. Basically, when you finish your degree, when you graduate and you get your degree as a pharmacist here in Australia, we then have to go on and do an internship. So we work under a registered pharmacist for a year. I absolutely hated my internship. I was just so ready to be in charge. And again, looking back, I was really not very open to learning And I was very much like set in my ways, not stuck in scarcity or lack or anything like that, but just very much like, you know, at at that point, I actually think that I had more experience in the industry than my preceptor or like the pharmacist that I was working under. And it really just annoyed me, frankly. I was just ready to be out there in the world and working on my dreams. Every year, this post pops up on Facebook memories, gotta love those. And it literally says like, oh my gosh, I passed my intern exam. And now I am literally only, it was like, you know, say 50 hours away from being able to register as a pharmacist and finally living my dream life. Because that is truly what I saw this career as. So finished my internship, registered as a pharmacist, got an amazing paying job out in the country here in Australia where I was going to be working with another pharmacist, but as what they called pharmacist in charge. And I was so excited for this job. I went out there, but I had this really strong desire that I was just done, even though I was only a fresh pharmacist, I was so done working under other people and working really hard, I might say. I was ready to be the manager and that is exactly what I desired. That is what I my career goal was to be in charge of these pharmacies, being able to still help people, but I was so interested in the business side and the business aspect. And so again, I worked my ass off and I got that promotion to pharmacist manager, which was where I stayed until I stood down from, I say from the industry, I still do practice as a pharmacist, um, but I just, I I work basically one day a week to keep my registration active and keep my foot in the door. And it kind of actually replenishes me from my world of business. And that's about all I do at this stage. So I worked out really quickly that I could hustle and work hard and do extra hours to get to where I wanted to go. And every time I got to the point of like, oh my God, like I don't know for how much longer I can do this, I got a promotion or I got a pay rise or I got like the the dangling carrot, if you will, kept getting moved and shifted and it kept me excited. And then conversations started coming up around buying into a pharmacy with the owners. So I would be a managing managing partner, managing director kind of, but managing partner in the pharmacy. So I would have a stake in the income. I would have a claim to some of the income that I was helping these stores to bring in. Now, there's a, a bit of a Every time I say this to people, they're really shocked. But to run a pharmacy is to essentially run a multiple seven-figure business. Pharmacies or the ones that I have worked in and had experience in earn a lot of money. Like it's multiple six-figure months. And 
Obviously, there is so much more to it than these beautiful online businesses that we have. You know, we've got the stock management. We've got actually like managing teams of up to 10 to 20 staff sometimes. Like there was so much to it. And I absolutely loved every moment until I didn't. And I really can't pinpoint like that moment. I had moved around with this same company to different stores, helping them bring them up to scratch and just really supporting them in the way that I could. And again, like there were so many conversations around buying into pharmacies. At that point, we were just waiting for the right opportunity, the right store to buy into where I would be happy to settle down and make it my own for a little while. But I hit this point where I recognized that all of this drive to build this amazing career was really starting to diminish. And I was suffering with so many health problems that just made no sense. I was going to doctors. I was seeking support. I saw a naturopath. I saw chiropractors. I had fucking scans, blood tests, all sorts of things to really try to figure out what the fuck was going on with my body to no avail. Like I, nobody could tell me what was going on. There was lots of like surmising and guessing and trialing and testing different things. Now in like, I, I'm not one to sit on my hands and just wait for things to happen. If you can't already tell from this story, I am very much a go-getter. And at that stage, I was a mega hustler. So rather than waiting for someone else to help me with what was going on, I decided to dive into the world of health and really figure out myself what was going on. And this actually led me to this beautiful online industry. But I first entered through health coaching. So I went and studied integrative nutrition. And then I went on to study functional medicine because I recognized through that that so much of what we do in Western medicine is very much band-aiding and not getting to the root cause. We're so quick to want to prescribe medications, which can I just say, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And we do need medications. There is a place for the antidepressants, for obviously the diabetes drugs, the heart medication, all of that. There is a place for it. But in my opinion, and from what I have learned through this further studies into integrative nutritionists, number one, how much our diet actually affects our overall health and wellness. And number two, how much we actually need to look for the root cause of our health conditions. Now I could sit and rant about this all the day, but it's just really not necessary <laughs> to go into that. But the root cause is a really important concept that I obviously learned through health, but have then carried through into my business today. So that actually is like the, the theme behind all of the businesses that I have like worked in, started myself and continue to run today because there have been many iterations of my business. As you know it, I have pivoted, I've swapped, I've trialed things and I have ended up where I am now, which honestly is in the most alignment that I have ever been in. But the root cause has been that underlying theme behind all of it. So launched my very first online health coaching business, really desiring to help women with their health but not with their health in the way of nutrition like everyone else was doing, 
I recognized how much stress and this whole hustle culture that I was in was affecting not only my health, but the health of the women around me. Because the the women that I was surrounding myself with were so career driven and they were in the exact same situation that I was working overtime, working their guts out, not being able to manage relationships outside of the workplace because everything that we would all just talk about was work and how stressed we were and how much we had on our plates. And so my my first business was really around helping women manage their stress. But the craziest thing is, now when I say to you, like I talk about these things because I've been there, I literally have been there. I have experienced every possible mindset, setback, limiting belief, fucking sabotaging pattern, everything that you could possibly experience, I have experienced myself. I realized that while I was so confident in my career as a pharmacist, I had no confidence outside of that as a person, as a business owner, as nothing. And so showing up online for me was the biggest like catapult into personal development that I had ever done and ever experienced because I came up against myself every single step of the way. Nothing came easy to me. And that really was, like I said, my catapult into personal development and this whole online space that at that stage I didn't even know existed. So I was also introduced, as I've spoken about in the past, to personal development, mainly through network marketing, which was the next pivot that I made. I was still desiring to help women who were in uh, like really stressful environments and to manage that stress. And like, obviously, as a byproduct of managing the stress, again, the root cause to get on top of the health problems that they were experiencing, I found a network marketing company that really aligned to my values and I love their products. So I decided to join up with them with the intention that those products would further support the body while I was working on the stress. So again, it's about support and root cause, right? Still the same theme of what I do now. But network marketing, again, was a massive, massive challenge to me. I have never felt more out of alignment than I did when I was in that network marketing company. And it has nothing to do with the company and everything to do with the way that I believe most network marketing teams and companies actually run. It is a very competitive and stressful environment. And a lot of the strategy is very much rinse and repeat. And you're consistently told, don't reinvent the wheel, continue to do what works. And that just doesn't fly by me. So it's unlike if you're in network marketing and you love it, this is not to say anything wrong about you, the industry, nothing. It just wasn't for me. And so I pivoted out of that when I met my business coach, who was actually the coach who changed everything for me. So by the time I made it into his world, I was on this mega roller coaster ride of personal development. I was consuming books. I was doing journaling. I was into learning about manifestation. I was watching the YouTube videos. I'd paid for a few courses. I'd gone to conferences. I was literally doing 
all of the things to fix all of these problems that I had in my life that were, you know, revolved around the limiting beliefs, the imposter syndrome, the self-sabotaging patterns that I had found myself in and that I felt were holding me back in my business. But what I found was that the more work that I did, the more courses I did, the more programs I did, the fucking harder it actually got, the more problems I would find. And I never found anything that really helped me fully shift through the beliefs that were holding me back and kept me in action. In fact, what I found was that most of the personal development work wasn't even talking about the need to then go and take action or that at some stage you would still feel fear and you would have to move through it anyway. And so I was stuck in this like mega cycle, spending all of this money and still not seeing results in my business. I hired this business coach and literally everything changed for me. I, again, I was introduced to a world of strategy that I hadn't seen before. I pivoted away from the network marketing and I focused solely on my business as, you know, helping women with stress. And I worked with this coach for almost 12 months at the end. Through this journey, I was invited to attend one of his, um, let's call it a seminar. It was a whole weekend on the Gold Coast here in Australia for what was called Magnetic Minds. This weekend literally changed everything for me. And this, I was introduced to the superconscious and this world of processes where we could literally rewire the brain in as little as 10 minutes to bring yourself to just a level of calm and clarity and knowing exactly what action to take and how to take it. And most importantly, actually going and taking that action. I remember sitting there and my husband actually was invited to to join me on this weekend. And I sat there with him and I just remember saying like, I can picture myself doing this. Like this work is so powerful. I can literally picture myself doing this work. When the opportunity arises to join this certification and learn how to do this, I am going to do it. I am going to do it. Like this work could be so powerful for my clients. Now, it was so funny how it all unfolded. It was literally six months later. I had found out I was pregnant. I was so confused. I didn't know what to do with my business, even though it was a planned pregnancy. I just, it was like I hadn't fully thought through how I would feel when it happened and what sort of impact it would actually make on my life and on my business. I actually ended up taking a little hiatus away from my business because I'd gotten back to the stage of things feeling really unaligned and just not sure what the best step forward was. Now, I was in a 12-month contract with this coach and I basically had the conversation with them where I, I was just honest. I told them what was going on. I let them know that I really wasn't sure how to proceed, but that obviously I knew I was in a contract with them and you know I was willing to figure that out along the way. Now, within a week, they came back to me and they're like, look, I don't think that one-on-one coaching is going to be the best place for you at the moment. And I recognize that again, you, yes, you're only six months through a 12 month contract. Let's do something that's going to be the best for all of us. Would you like to transfer into the magnetic mind certification, learn the superconscious recode, become a certified coach. And then that way 
you'll have that as an extra tool set to work with your customers. And basically you can sign up to be an affiliate with them. And there's this whole other business opportunity that was related to that, that would have allowed me to basically see out the rest of my contract with them, see out my pregnancy, bring a baby into the world, and then jump straight back on board the business train. It was literally a no-brainer. I remember sitting there being like, this is the universe literally delivering the obvious next step for me. And that is in the superconscious recode. And so I went on, did the certification. I've fallen in love with the work. I have continued to learn and develop my skill set in this area. I go back and frequently redo the training program to make sure that I'm really on top of everything. And I have started innovating the process myself to make it more powerful for you. See, the beautiful thing about this work is that there is still so much to be built on and to innovate on and, you know, so much room for growth to really make more impact for you, the clients. What I loved the most about the super conscious work is how fast it was. See, there is a mega misconception in the online space that inner work needs to be this like really grueling, harrowing journey of like, you know, purging emotions and going into like the dark night of the soul and, you know, not being able to emerge from your bedroom for days. And it just could not be further than the truth. You know, your journey of healing, which I don't like that word and I will speak about that later, but for me, healing implies that you are broken and you are absolutely not broken. You are perfect and whole as you are. You know, this journey doesn't need to be that way. It actually can be fast and fun and light. We don't need to revisit past traumas in order to heal them and we don't need to feel it to heal it, right? I'm not saying that we're emotionally bypassing or spiritually bypassing or anything like that at all. There is still a level of emotional intelligence that comes from reprogramming these beliefs and these sabotaging cycles that are holding you back. But you don't need to go through this really long journey in order to make your desires happen. You don't even have to be fully healed or a picture perfect version of yourself in order to make your desires a reality. And I learned all of this through really mastering my connection with the superconscious and mastering my intuition really leaning into this work and what felt good and what was the obvious next step. Always coming back to what's the obvious next step. Where do I want to be? It was so different to everything else that I had stumbled across. And this work took me out or off, I should say, off the personal development roller coaster and actually into taking action towards my desires whilst simultaneously dealing with the things that were coming up because it's really natural for these beliefs and thoughts and conditioning and and things to come up that make you feel resistant to where you're going or resistant to the action that you need to take to get to where you're going, right? That is normal. But that doesn't mean that it needs to be a normal part of your life. That doesn't mean you need to sit in resistance. You can literally just recode it when it starts to pop up and go on your merry way, taking action and making it fucking happen. And so that is really where I got to today. 
you know, getting to the root cause because that's the beautiful thing with the super conscious, you know, and I think I need to do another whole episode just on really explaining the super conscious to you because it will fucking blow your brain. But the super conscious is really where the root of all of our conditioning, our beliefs, our, you know, limitations, our self-sabotage, that is where all of those stories sit. And it is very much our link to the quantum, right? So I know that I talk about this as subconscious reprogramming, and it absolutely is because we are reprogramming the subconscious mind, but we're reprogramming it from a deeper level than the subconscious. We're reprogramming it from the actual root, which is the superconscious, which is the thing that feeds the information to the subconscious mind. And your superconscious is what actually connects you to your lineage, to your heritage, to the generations that came before you and to your past lives, which is how those traumas and those experiences are passed down through to you in this present day and how things that you don't even remember experiencing in this life or past lives is still affecting you today. Okay. Holy moly. (laughs) Honestly, I could sit and talk about the superconscious and the work that I do all day. I just really wanted to give you some insight into, you know, who this person is that's in your ears, into me as a person, me as a coach, me as a superconscious recode practitioner. And I'm honestly so excited to just bring more of this to you. I want to finish the episode off on some really just like random fun facts about me that are not so linked to like this whole big journey that I've gone on to get me into the super conscious work that I do now. So if you are into astrology, I am a Libra sun, a Sagittarius moon and a Virgo rising. I am a five slash one ego projected projector in human design. And honestly, I know I've spoken about this so much in the past, but learning about that and really balancing that energy changed my whole life, even like further on top of the superconscious recode. So with the recode, I've been able to shift through the beliefs and the conditioning that hold me back. And obviously like I still do recodes on myself all the time when I start to feel things coming up. And when I start to feel triggered, I recently recoded overwhelm because I was just literally in this mega space of overwhelm. And my husband even commented about how calm I have been. And I was like, it's since I recorded overwhelm. I just, it's not that I don't feel it. It's that, you know, I'll start to feel things bubble up, but I stay calm and I'm able to continue to take action and to just take things in bite-sized pieces where I used to get totally overwhelmed and then become completely stuck and stagnant and not do anything and sit in that resistance until I finally pulled myself out of it. So The recode helped me with that side of things, but learning about my human design really has helped with mastering the energetics of everything that I do and that full embodiment and really knowing myself on an energetic level. I am obsessed with gingerbread lattes so much so that I actually buy the liquid because you know, as with everywhere in the world, I'm pretty sure in Australia, we don't get, you know, those fun holiday flavors as much as you do, especially in America. 
Um, and this year I found gingerbread lattes, got obsessed with them. And the people that I was buying them from literally told me that I could just buy the syrup from them because they were not going to stock them anymore. So I have the syrup at home so that I can enjoy gingerbread lattes all year round because why wait for the holiday season to enjoy something you love? That's my day drink. My night drink is a beautiful red Pinot Noir. It is my favorite drop. The most important thing that I can leave you with, aside from the fact that I just remembered, I'm totally obsessed with New York City. Everything that I do, I'm like, oh my God, this is giving me full New York City vibes. And when I say that, what I mean is I just imagine, you know, the scenes of Carrie Bradshaw strutting down the streets of Manhattan, looking gorgeous and just like really full fucking main character vibes. And I've always had this feeling when I look at the city and when I'm in places that give me New York City vibes that I can truly achieve anything. And the truth is that that is how I want you to feel whenever you come across anything of mine, whether that be my free content, any of my courses, programs, sessions, this podcast, this is what I want you to walk away feeling. I want you to walk away from my sessions feeling like and knowing that your success is inevitable and you can absolutely achieve anything and everything that you desire. The most important thing though that I do want to finish up on is to literally let you know that I I am here to change the way that you see personal development in your business. There is so many misconceptions out there online and there is just so much, I'm going to call it fake news that goes around and things that are just not evidence-based and misconceptions that are actually leaving you more stuck than before you even set out doing the work, right? And I'm here to give you a really real, raw and unfiltered insight into what that looks like and how I believe things should be done differently in the mindset, energetics and manifestation space. So thank you so much for listening. If you are still here, this is probably one of the longer episodes that I've done in a very long time. I honestly love and appreciate you so much. I would love it if you are enjoying these episodes and enjoying this show to leave a review for me on whatever platform you are listening to this. And as always, let's continue this conversation in the DMs on Instagram. It really is so much more fun when I have someone else to talk to. And of course, if you have any other um, topics that you would love me to speak about, let me know. I am here to create the things that are going to help you the most. So until next week, thank you so much and have a beautiful week. The On Air with Jamie podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land in which this episode is being recorded, the Bindal and Woolgaroo Kabar people. We further acknowledge country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging.